Welcome to Radiant Roots. I'm your host, Melissa, where we dig deep, grow strong, and explore the interconnected stories that make up the vibrant tapestry of our lives. Every week, we're going to dig deeper into a new episode where we discuss a multitude of different things. We will also have special guests to come on and explore their talents, their unique gifts, and how they are helping unite and connect the community throughout the world. Welcome to Radiant Roots. Hey loves, welcome back to another episode of Radiant Roots. So today's topic, or at least today's title, is called Our Purpose, The Lie We Tell Ourselves. And you may be wondering, like, our purpose? Well, is this like the movie Soul, Melissa? Like, what exactly is it that we're talking about? And if you have seen the movie Soul, then you definitely are on the right track because we're going to be discussing how finding one's quote-unquote purpose isn't always exactly what God has for us. Instead, we should be exploring the contrasts between how the world wants your purpose to be versus how God truly wants our purposes to be like. And so my question for you today is, what does serving in your purpose look like for you? And so when I came up with that question, I, I you know, I come up with these questions before every episode. And so I myself have a lot of time to think about these questions, but I don't answer them before a, a recording. And I pondered on the question. I was like, mm, that's a good question. Um, but nothing more than that. And now realizing, like, what does serving in my purpose look like for me? It looks like what I'm doing now. I mentioned to you guys in the first episode of the second season that I ran away from my purpose because I didn't... I didn't think I was ready for it. And granted, perhaps I wasn't, you know, I'm not sure. But what I did do is think that I was not qualified for it. And that was a lie, right? Even if, let's say, even if it was one of those moments where, you know, you could maybe feel like you skipped a couple of steps or... Um, maybe it's all getting, coming too easy, you know, oh, this isn't, this is easy, I didn't have to work hard for anything, right? You might believe, like, oh, well, that maybe this is wrong, you know, like, good things don't come easily. Why is all of this support and love and um, community, and, you know, just all this, why is this coming so easily, like, why, (laughs) and, you know, when you're kind of, um, dumb, (laughs) you tend to, you tend to really, like, stop yourself, because that's what dumb people do, no offense to any of my other fellow dumb peoples out there, hi, my name is Melissa, I can act dumb from time to time. 
acting dumb. I'm not dumb. Okay? Two different things. Okay? You can act a fool, but I ain't a fool. Two different things. And so, I had to realize that, like, I've always served in my purpose. I've had people try to get me to serve in my purpose, but I fought them because that's not who I am. You trying to make me into becoming like you. You want me to be like this, and I don't want to be like that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but, but you know, this is also my message to parents. This is exactly why. And this is as I watch Modern Family. I've never watched the sitcom. So, very exciting, and I love it. I'm on episode, season two already. <laughs> but this is my message to parents and those who watch Modern Family or love the Gilmore Girls or shows of that nature. Just because you didn't accomplish certain things, maybe you got pregnant right out of high school or during high school, or maybe you had to drop out because you had to help your family, so you had to get a full-time job, or maybe you went to college, but you didn't do the major that you really wanted to do. You became a doctor when you knew you wanted to become an artist, or you, you know, you took up farming when you really wanted to do lawyering or whatever. When we don't have the chance to live our lives, oftentimes, more than often, we have children under the guise that, oh, I created you, so you're supposed to do what I want. <laughs> Wrong. There's this misconception, especially in like the holistic spiritual world, that we created our children. Now I love my daughter, and I love the fact that I was there to help in the process of her creation. But let's be honest, all you did was have sex. You did nothing to create anyone. You didn't go into a lab. You didn't split cells. You didn't form a lung or a heart or a brain. Because if that's the case, show me how you did it. Show me. Show me how you do those things. You didn't. All you did was fuck. You took some penis raw and that was it. Or you had IVF or you had a surrogate or you adopted or you fostered. Either way, you didn't create jack shit. Let's be honest. And I've been doing good with the cursing. But that whole idea, come on now. Now we're really trying to be gods and goddesses. And we're pushing it, okay? We're eternal beings. Not taking from that. We do stem from greatness. We are greatness too. But we don't create things, okay? We have not created a plant, not a sun, not a bird, not a thing. So, uh, yeah, we can't create humans. Can we aid in the process of the creation? Of course. Of course. That's exactly what a womb is for. But it's not the creator. So, <laughs> with that being said, now that I've gotten that out there, <clears throat> there's a lot of parents that try to recreate <laughs> the life that they did not have. And so when you when you're already under the false guise that you can create things, and thus you're trying to recreate things, you give your children a fucked up life, <laughs> okay? Your kids don't want to do the things that you did not have the chance to do, honey. It's unfortunate that you didn't have the chance to do them, but you can't force someone else to do them. Now, there is a complete difference between wanting to give your kids a better life and wanting to give your kids the life you never had. Two different things. Once again, you can be dumb and then you can act dumb. That is being dumb, not acting dumb, okay? 
uh, difference. Remember, I said I was acting dumb. I'm not dumb. That would be me being dumb. <laughs> and this is not to offend anyone. And if I am, maybe we should look in a little deeper. Just being honest. Because why would you want your kids to be a mini you? That's very creepy. Our kids are here to create and to, they're here for creation. Our kids are here to create a balance that we are missing when we become adults in a Western world or society, right? We become adults after living for 18 years, being told for 13 of those years we have to go to school and we have to focus on school. We can't have friends. We can't talk. We can't go out. We can't do this. We can't do that because we got to focus on school. And then you get out of school and you still don't have the chance to do those things that you missed out on when you were a kid, huh? You can't go out. You can't do this. You can't do that. Because what? You have to focus on work. When do we have a chance to be kids if we are throwing our kids into being adults so quickly, right? And so you start to wonder, mind you, I've already passed the question. <laughs> so we're getting into our topic now because now we're starting to wonder, okay, as adults, right? And this is probably before you had kids, hopefully. What is my point? Like, what's what's my purpose in life, right? I was in school from, for most people, three until 18 or 19 for some people. And I was told that I had to do this. I had to be in school, okay? Every single day for more than 100 days, you were in school from 8 in the morning till 3 o'clock, maybe 4 o'clock sometimes at night. And God forbid you had extracurriculars. You There was rules at school. You couldn't talk during class. You couldn't socialize. You couldn't do this. You couldn't do that. So you already are being um, structured or reprogrammed of being a child. Because from ages 1 through 15... You should be your most active. You should play. You should explore. You should learn what the world is about. You should have, you know, playtime and nap time and art and dance and science and doing experiments and really learning about the world, tangible things. Instead, they have you sitting down for eight hours telling you not to say anything, to shut up. And then if you have any kind of, you know, mental delays, they're going to shove you into a classroom with no windows and other kids who probably also have mental delays or physical um, complications or any kind of other disorders. And then they tell you that you need to do tests to show them how intelligent you can remember, remember things. And so you do that for another eight years. And then you do bigger tests that test how smart you are in the workforce and then you do that and then they tell you to pick your dream at 17 pick what you want to do for the rest of your life though you never you were never given the chance to do anything and then you become an adult having a midlife crisis because you don't know who the hell you are and we wonder why there's so many men who commit suicide, why there are so many brown people who commit suicide, why there are so many kids who commit suicide, why there's just people in general who commit suicide. 
It's not a strange phenomenon. People have been committing suicide since the beginning of time. So, what happened since the beginning of time? We've lost our purpose. We've lost the connection between what God wants us to do versus what we think the world wants us to do. Right? Because those are two different things. What the world wants and what God wants usually never coexist. Sometimes they can coexist, but most times they don't really. You know, the world wants us to be young and free and be, you know, liberated in who we are, which is great, right? That's what God wants, right? Young, free, liberated in who we are. And then, boom, have sex with anyone you want, huh? Do all the drugs that you want. You're free. YOLO, huh? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You lost me there. Have sex with who? Do drugs with, huh? Drinking who? Do what? Oh, no, 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 no. I can be young, free, and liberated and still have boundaries and still have rules and still respect myself, still respect others. You know, having sex still leads to dangerous things. (laughs) It's not just kids that are dangerous, okay? It's also AIDS and HIV, (laughs) syphilis, you know, non-curable. Herpes, forever. Are we forgetting about these diseases? I mean, come on, guys. Whoa. Those things you cannot, you cannot fix. Just saying. <laughs> and so we have to really discuss why does this happen? Why is this a natural reoccurrence, right? And it's a natural reoccurrence. And I have to keep saying this in Western societies. Okay, Western. And so, if you're not sure what a Western society is, if you live in North America, that is what. So, back in the day when they were first creating maps, right? Outside of Africa, because we know Africa and South America and Asia, they already had maps. They already, you know, they already knew of the world, but they didn't care for the world, right? Because they had everything they needed. They weren't selfish, crazy, colonialist, murderous savages, right? Okay. And so, when the Europeans, you know, finally discovered the rest of the world outside of their caves, they named everything outside of them West. So, even South America is considered the Western world. However, once the United States became this demonic powerhouse for crazy things, we became the token for western society we became the western society like we were the example of what western society looks like and so that means all of the negative connotations that come with western societies including the cowboys right and so that means you know that's the hyper individualism mindset the pick yourself up by the bootstraps nuclear family you can do it on your own um lone wolf you don't need anyone, kind of like the Iron Man ideal, right? That are, those are Western society, um, ideals in, society, in a society. I, as someone who was born and raised in Haiti, technically Western part of the hemisphere, right? But I don't. we don't have Western ideals. We have very ancient, traditional, indigenous ideals. 
And so whether you come from indigenous tribes or not, if you were born outside of America, most likely you have non-Western cultures or traditions rubbed into your American cultures and traditions. And so, um, you know, like I mentioned, Western ideas are nuclear family, lone wolf, um, you don't need anyone, individualism, it's your life, your dreams, your goals, worry about yourself kind of ideal. Meanwhile, in other countries, you know, like Haiti, the Caribbean, African nations, Asian nations, we are very, and some, you know, European nations, where um, we are very tight, tight-knit, matriarchal-like um, tribes, you know, and when you're matriarchal, that means a boatload of a difference. Um, and so everyone is in commune with each other. We love on one another. We're helping each other. There's no um, there's no need to, to have excess of anything because you have your grandmothers, your aunts, your cousins, your sisters, your uncles, fathers. Everyone's here. Um, we all help each other. We all support one another. We all love on one another. We all live on a compound together. So there's no babysitters. There's no, you know, everyone's homeschooled. We all eat off the land and such and such and such, right? Now, of course, with those the, with those ideas come um, with the with the back with the history of colonialism to many of our countries, right? Because let's be honest, the countries that are the pinnacle for a lot of people of relaxation, white sandy beaches and coconuts, all of those nations, the very people of those islands cannot enjoy the white sandy beaches and the coconuts. Granted, we do. But it is it is the people who are suffering from the, the same Western ideas that they love so much <laughs> who come to our islands to seek paradise and relaxation because... Oh, work is so troubling. They just work, 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 work all the time. They need a vacation. And whose islands do they go to for vacations? Whose nations and countries are they visiting to get in touch with nature and their roots, right? And so you guys can see the pattern that's going on here, of course. Um, they take the very thing that they love us for, but then hate us because we have easy access to it and it's natural for us. And then they take it away just so that they can enjoy it without us being around. But then they destroy those very... Anyways, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about purpose. And so my point is, is that many of us who aren't from a Western nation often are conflicted with what our purposes are because our culture, our indigenous culture taught us that purpose could be family. Purpose could be serving others. Purpose is being bigger than yourself, right? And that truly is purpose, is to live off your land, is to help your community, is to be rich in other ways other than financial but Western society says, no, <laughs> fools, that is the gift that you get after you've served someone for 30, 40 years. You don't get to just have white sandy beaches automatically. You have to work for that. And 
working for that does not mean tilling land and, you know, growing your own food and catching fish and making sure that your family can eat for the day. No, 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 no. It means enslaving other nations, having corporations where we have big pharma and we're killing the same citizens of our own countries. It means, you know, being a lone wolf, not having any time to talk to other people and working like a slave for pennies on the dollar for a corporation that's never truly going to allow you to be successful like the chairmen's and stakes people, whatever they call those people that own stock. Um, we're going to make sure that you have just enough to feel like you're doing enough, but never really being enough. And um, we're going to say that that is your purpose. I can't imagine how many people have wanted to get out of that revolving door and could not find a way out, or they didn't think that there was a way out. And I want to just let you know that that is all worldly purpose. Even if you're not someone who's spiritual, you can see, or I would hope that you can see, that that is purely worldly. When the only person that you're serving is yourself, or the only person that you're serving is some mega rich corporation, that will be the world's purpose. To serve only yourself or to serve uh, someone else in the hopes of just making money. But when you're actually serving in God's purpose, which is your true purpose, you realize that that entire purpose is on the basis of serving others. And you may be thinking like, well, why does everyone's purpose always have to do with other people, other people, other people? I don't understand. Why does God always want me to focus on other people? Can we focus on me for a chance? I'm the one that needs help. I'm the one that's struggling. I'm the, I'm the, I get it. I get it. I know what you're saying and I know how you feel. It can be confusing when you're jumping into your spiritual journey and you're figuring out that a lot of the things that God is telling you to do or other people are telling you to do have nothing to do with you. And that could be very weird when you're used to living in a selfish world where everything is about you. Of course it's you. <laughs> How dare it not be about you? That's the thing, though, right? When, when the sun gets up every day, well, it doesn't really get up, right? But when for us, when the sun gets up every day, it's not doing it for us. It's not doing it for us at all. Because if it was, I'm pretty sure the sun would have been like, you're killing one of my babies. I'm going to kill you too. <laughs> because I would have. Um, but the sun, the sun just does what it needs to do. Right? The sun, that's just literally it. The sun was not brought to us or, I mean, I'm trying to speak as scientifically as I can. Well, the point I'm making is the sun does what it needs to do with humans on it, without humans on it, with with anything on it. You know, there has to be no planets for the sun to do its job. However, the benefits of the sun doing its job allows for so for our entire solar system to survive just from the sun doing what the sun needed to do. 
burn brightly. Could you imagine if the sun wanted to act like Mars or Jupiter or Saturn or Pluto? <laughs> or if the sun wanted to be bigger, it would be too hot for us. We would cease to exist because our earth wouldn't, wouldn't match. It would literally burn us up, turn us just into gases. We'll be like Venus. But we're not. Right? The sun does exactly what it needs to do. It's not too hot, not too cold. It's perfect. It serves its purpose. No one can tell the sun it's doing too much because it literally does exactly what it needs to do. If the sun's temperature rises, even by a couple of degrees, we are dead. If the sun's temperature decreases by a couple of degrees, we are dead. The sun literally is at the perfect temperature for us. Huh? What? So you mean to tell me, if me as Melissa, I listen to no one, not my mom, not my dad, who never taught me anything anyways, but not anyone who, who didn't have a chance to do what they wanted to do and not want me to do what they want me to do. I listen to my voice inside of me that, that every time I write, it screams in joy because this is, this is lovely. Writing is a kind of freedom I could only wish could exist for me. Every time I dance, my body just feels like it's the ocean and it's moving freely with the world. And I'm just shifting and shaking and moving. And I just feel like I can, I can run a million miles around the sun. Every time I talk to people, my heart just feels like it wants to explode. I'm in love every single day, serving in my purpose. Mind you, a lot of these purposes we, I'm talking about, we find these out when we're kids, right? When we're young, we naturally gravitate towards certain things. But because they don't make us money, because they're weird, they're not things that our people do. We can't make no money from that. No black person ever did that before. We don't do those things. We don't do that. Our family's never done that. That's against our family's, you know, rules or structure or living or this. We stop doing it. The thing that our, our heart cried out the most to. The thing that made our whole world spin. We stopped doing because someone else said we shouldn't do it. Because someone's limited eyesight we completely scratched our purpose and it's just crazy because ecclesiastics 12:13 tells me fear god and keep his commandments for this is the duty of all mankind and i don't know about you but god's commandments didn't just stop at 10 he also had the golden rule which is to love your neighbor as you love yourself and then we have when Jesus came in his parables. You know, the Sermon on the Mount was another set of commandments. And Jesus tells us that we need to emphasize this ideal of emptiness and lack of fulfillment and realize that we are our own vessels. He's literally been saying that to us from the beginning. 
that we are vessels of love and goodness, that we can do good things, that we can help people navigate the world, that we are navigators of this very world, that we can create things, we can create buildings, we can create wonderful artwork and and create love in formations that was never thought of. We can show people how to how to travel the world and how to coexist amongst one another. We can create beautiful food, beautiful drinks, and have a beautiful time creating love. We can aid in the creation of babies in such a beautiful way. Yet we forget what our true purpose is, trying to follow the ways of the world. And we have, to, we have to ask ourselves, are the things that I'm doing, are they what Jesus would have done, or are they things that Jesus would have been against? And like I said, if you're not a spiritual person, just think about it. Are the things that I'm doing natural to the world, or are they unnatural to the world? If the things that you do are unnatural to the world. And I mean all aspects of the world, right? Because I don't just look at, okay, so what have humans been doing? Mm -mm. We are not the only things on this planet. And so if we're not the only things on this planet, I have to look at what other things do. What do, what do animals do? How do animals communicate and behave? Okay, animals typically run in groups. Some may not run in groups all the time. Some may have been in groups at first and then became alone, but then they found a group later on or however it went. Some may need to be isolated on purpose because of humans, you know. We we spread out their breed too far that they can't communicate with others or we've we've tainted their water and their food supply so much that they've lost the ability to communicate with other people, right? Or other people, they're other species. And so we have this this idea of, okay, animals typically help each other. They love on one another. They serve more than just one purpose, like bees, for example, ants, you know, even cats. It's more than just one purpose. It's not just me. When, I, when a lioness goes out to, to, you know, target a prey, it's not just for her. It's for her entire pride. Children, other lioness, and the lion. She's killing for her family. She's not killing just for her, right? And it's not just her singular family. It's her family and others' family. Um, when bees collect or are making honey or they're producing and they're finding nectar, they're very structured. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a job. And it's not just for you to find your one singular purpose and, you know, declare you don't want to be a honeybee anymore. You want to be a different bee now. <laughs> it's all to serve the greater purpose of each other, right? It's all of these things. Because it makes us 
feel like we're doing something else. When we when we set ourselves different from other people, right? When it's like, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but yeah, you know, we we live in a society that makes us think that, okay, well, you know, your whole family was teachers. You shouldn't want to be a teacher. You shouldn't want to be this. You shouldn't. And granted, you know, there's there's two sides to this, right? There's the, oh, my whole family came from doctors, and so they're going to force me to become a doctor as well. And I can't really follow my dream of being a, a florist or an artist, or maybe I don't want to be a medical doctor. I want to be a dentist, or I want to be a eye doctor or something. And so, you know, it's it's about listening and aligning yourself with what God's purpose is for us and seeing how does that not only serve me, but how does that serve him, right? Because God is not a selfish God. The things that serve him is not for his gratification. It's for the whole world's benefit, right? Because when we serve him, we do good unto him. And anything that's good for God is always going to be good for us. And so we end up even serving a bigger purpose when we serve God's purpose. Because when we serve our own purpose, it's a very selfish, singular serving thing. It only serves us. But when you serve God's purpose, you're able to really serve more than just yourself. And that's why, you know, they'll have that saying of, you you um you give a man a fish you feed him for a day you teach a man to fish you feed him for life and that's the same idea you you have a purpose that's only for you you're only eating for yourself you know you've only made food for yourself but you seek a purpose that's for everyone or that's for god not for everyone that's for god you end up building a buffet. And so it's not just you that can eat because there's so much of an abundance of it. So now you can invite other people to come and eat. And that right there many times is our purpose. I was talking to a friend the other day um, and I was letting them know about Matthew 6.33 and that's a part of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is talking about how but first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And you see how he says first his kingdom? Anything you do, if you're thinking about God first, if you're thinking about Jesus first before you do it, like, man, I just want to make you proud. I just want to do something that makes you proud that gives you righteousness that lets people say man that person is a jesus lover that person really loves god that person really is a disciple of god is a follower of christ you end up changing the world you end up becoming an advocate an ad activist a a you know freedom fighter because what you're doing served served god and thus served every community when I was young, I used to have a a um, a little girls group. It was, you know, I was always at the library. I volunteered there because I didn't like going to school. So I cut school to go to the library. <laughs> and I realized that a lot of the kids in my neighborhood were kind of doing the same thing. And so, you know, I went through them some things and I was hearing that they were also on the path of going through some things. And I knew that their parents were like my parents. They didn't talk. 
and they definitely weren't going to talk about things that they felt like we should have no business knowing about. And so I spoke to them and I didn't understand what I was doing. You know, I was their age. No one had the chance to talk to me. So I didn't, you know, grow into this kind of wisdom, but I knew that I wanted to be what I didn't care. I never had a mentor. I never had someone just say, hey, stop doing that. Don't do that. That's not the path you want to go down. That's not the kind of reputation you want to have. That's not the kind of did it. No one said that to me. It was all just don't do it. Why? Did you do it? Like what happens? Like, can someone give me some tea? Like, can I get some more clues in this? And so, you know, talking to them and, you know, it became a thing. Like we got, I got, I became a community leader. I got rewarded for being the youngest, well, for being the community leader for that year, you know, and, and showing outstanding um, programs and um, community outreach services for our community, especially for teens and young adults. And, you know, throughout life and just when I came back to recording my podcast, I had realized, like, wow, I had always served in my purpose. I had always served in my purpose, and I was fighting from that. I wanted, I was telling people, I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be an educator. I don't want to write. I don't want to be an author. I want to be a business person. I want to make money. I want to be a, 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 a CMO. Uh, chief marketing officer. I want to show people how to make money and do this and do that. I could talk my way into the board meetings and da 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 da. Not realizing that that purpose was only going to serve me. And that's it. I probably wasn't going to be able to see my family. Probably wasn't going to have enough time for other people. You know, because work, 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 work. Climbing that corporate ladder. I got to serve other people. Selfish. I would not have the opportunity to do what I'm doing now to talk to talk to an audience commune with other people worldwide have my videos reach over 10 million people like i i could have never imagined that people would be listening to a little haitian immigrant girl who grew up in queens talking about how we need to do better for our children and we need to show them better because we know what it was like for someone to not listen to us, for someone to diminish our light and tell us that we aren't good enough to do something, so we need to do something else. We know how that feels. So why would we go out and do that to another young child or another person, whether they're young or not? You know. And so we need to understand how do we align our lives with God's purpose? What does that look like for us? That could be through prayer. That could be through Bible study, really looking at what God says we need to do. That could be through helping our community. And helping your community could be anything. It could be helping family members out. You know, maybe your mom has been asking you to help her figure out how to do Facebook. And yeah, you taught her how to do it 20 times, but it's how you've been teaching her. It's rushing and being mean and condescending and making jokes and Maybe that's not how God wanted you to serve her or serve other people. He wanted you to serve it out of a place of love and kindness and of, I can, I can help you. 
There's always that this, sometimes in life, God will throw us the same lesson over and over again because we refuse to listen. There's some people who are 80 finally learning their lesson that they, that they would, that they had been thrown at 15. You don't want to be that person that has to learn their lesson later in life because you, you were too stubborn to understand what God was saying. Or you don't want to be 60 and finally realizing like, oh, I should have never cared what other people thought about me. I should have just did what I wanted to do because that made me happy. We don't have to wait until we're in our 60s, 70s, 80s for us to finally realize the wisdom that God has always implanted in us when we were children. We should want to love ourselves, love one another's, and help other people regardless. And so how can we reflect on that understanding of our purpose? Because when, you're, when you grow up in a time or in an environment where other people make you doubt yourself from such a young age, how, how do I do this as an adult? I don't know. I don't know if what, what, is, what is being told inside of my head is a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if I should really make that move or if I shouldn't. I don't know if these are nerves or if this is me feeling confident. I don't know if these are butterflies of goodness or butterflies of doom. <laughs> and so this is why it's important to have a, a great relationship with God so that you can listen to his voice, so that you can see what is he saying to you? What direction is he pushing you in? Why is he pushing you in a certain direction? And then on top of that, God put us in families for a reason. Let's be honest. God could have just dropped us all off as babies or as, you know, preteens and said, okay, you guys got it. Let's, you know, make it work from here on out. But he made us babies so that we can have other people to learn from. And granted, some of our families are shit. My whole dad's side of the family. Minus a few people, literally a few. After that, everybody else, pieces of shit. But what it taught me is to forgive others, to realize that just because we are, we are family by through blood, you know, through conception and blood or even through marriage, does not mean that you are my only family. Family is through connection. And so you, have, you may have a friend that is, serves a bigger purpose than your mom did. You may have a friend that is like a father to you. You may have a friend that is like a cousin or like an uncle or like a sister to you. Make them those people for you in your lives. You can have more than one mom, more than one dad, more than one sister, more than one brother, more than one of everything. You can have people like that. They don't have to see you when you were in diapers to love you in that kind of depth. And so when we reflect on who we should be, who God called us to be, we end up realizing that we had loved ones, true loved ones all along, all throughout the journey. And we need to consider why redirecting our focus will help us begin to help others begin to really change the way of the world, right? Because it's 2024 and we're still going through the same thing that people went through in 2004, that they went through in 1994 and 1964, 1904 and 1804 and 1704. I mean, in 1804, my country, Haiti, had just gained their independence from France. It's 2024 and there's countries to this day trying to gain their independence. That is insane. 200 years has gone by. 
And there's still people fighting colonialism and imperialism to this day. There are children being enslaved for cobalt and, and items to make iPhones and Apple products. That was happening in 1600s. And so you can't tell me that there's a reason why every generation of people have experienced the same or similar atrocities, literally, whether it was a plague, whether it was a great disaster, natural one, whether it was an enslavement of a group of people or all people, whether it was war and murder and killing and hate, it does not make any sense for us to continue to act like living holistically, being more spiritual, being more connected with the energies that are around the world, or just being more in the know of what the hell is happening cannot serve a purpose for us. There's a reason why countries are fiending for us to become more nuclear-like, for us to not want to share anything with anyone, for us to not want to um, indulge our lives with other people, and for us to want to be selfish. There's a reason for that. It, only, it serves them more when we don't care for other people's well-beings. Isn't that crazy? It serves them more for us to, not be, for us to be selfish. Because remember, when they, when they enslaved our people in, and, I, and I'm saying our people from any, any quote-unquote global majority group, right? Because we're not marginalized all over. We're marginalized for certain people. But when they went and took people from India, from, from Japan, China, Indonesia, from the indigenous people of Australia, when they took the people from um, Africa, South Africa, apartheid, who? The Congo, literally all of Africa, even Ethiopia. Ethiopia was not spared. Okay, let's be honest. The Persians, the Ottoman Empire, like someone did have some hand in Ethiopia too. We like to say Ethiopia was untouched land. It was not. It was not. Okay, I mean, let's be honest. Ethiopia is right there in the Middle East. It sits right at the border. It is a perfect place for Arabians to come through, pass on their Muslim message, which makes sense. A lot of those nations around that area are Muslim. How do, how would you get that from? Where would you get that from if it wasn't for Arabians coming in and <laughs> building that message? I mean, they, they went from Egypt to Israel almost every day. Not really. But, you know, like that, that whole path was there for it, It's a reason. You have all these nations South America, Haiti, all these Caribbean islands, Hawaii. Hawaii was just recently overthrown. Hawaii had a queen. Hawaii was its own nation. They had a queen. They overthrew the imprisoned the queen. America. Uh-huh. So we have all of these things ongoing and happening. And nobody's plugging it in. Nobody is saying, hmm. Tisk, tisk, tisk. The same thing keeps seeming to happen, and we aren't going anywhere. This world just keeps moving, but we aren't going anywhere. We've literally stopped evolving. 
we haven't even unlocked uh, set forget about the fact that we we are covered we are 70 percent made of water you know the earth and we've only discovered less than 10 percent less than eight you know it's really like five percent ish or so our brain capacity isn't even at a hundred percent huh you mean to tell me i'm a human i have this body but my brain, there's some things in my body that aren't even unlocked at 100%. So you mean to tell me that my body could possibly do more than what it's doing now? Why wouldn't I know of this? Maybe because it doesn't serve someone else's purpose? <gasps> when I say, when I began to realize this, and I began to realize this as a young child. Remember, I grew up in a family of, far of farmers and educators. You were either a farmer or everyone really was a farmer. You know, you grew, you were, you were on the land. You learned how to take care of the land. Um, but you are either farmers or you were educators or writers or something. You know, we helped out the community once again. My family right now, we have a school in Haiti. Always helping, always helping the community and the land. All of everyone who's ever... All of my family members, we all went to our own school in Haiti. How beautiful is that? We provide education to a nation that lacks education, an edu a strong education system. We continuously try to make sure we can serve others. And thus, we have been helping ourselves. I, I never would have thought, you know, that this would have been my calling if I if I had continued to let naysayers and people who told me I talked too much or people who said my my book teeth look funny, nobody would want to see a dark skinned nappy headed girl on TV or talking to them. Nobody would want to see a Haitian that could barely speak English right speaking to them. Because mind you, English is not my first language. As good as as good as it is now, <laughs> I do still struggle <laughs> with a couple of words and sayings. But my point is is that. I always had someone trying to tell me that there's a reason why I shouldn't do something. I'm too dark. I'm too ugly. My, my teeth is too big. I'm too skinny. I'm too Haitian. I'm not American enough. I'm not Haitian enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not small enough. I'm not whatever. I'm a woman. <laughs> if they can't find anything else, they're going to go after my bare ass existence, right? Who the fuck cares? <laughs> That's what I say to those people. F you. Sorry, God. But I'm pretty sure God wanted me to use that word. Because for real. Because you do have to give them a big, a big, a big finger. Because F them. Who, who are these people anyways? Did your world stop? Did your heart stop working? Did your brain stop working? Did your lungs stop being able to function? Not at all. We put too much weight on what other people say, bare humans at that, who have never created a damn thing in their lives. We put so much weight on bare humans, not realizing that everyone is literally dealing with the same exact thing. And we have to always look at our Bible for some answers. Not some answers, for answers. Because <laughs> granted, our Bible is a living test document. A lot of people don't like to say it like that, but it is.
Our Bible moves with the time that it's in. Right? Because if I'm talking and I'm talking and I'm writing a diary, I'm going to write about my now. I'm not going to talk about 30 years ago. I wasn't born 30 years ago. I'm going to talk about right now. And so, though I may talk about right now, the message can still resonate whether you are born 30 years after me or 130 years after me. If we're still doing the same messed up shit, the message will still resonate. Be yourself. Stay true to who you are. Stay, the message will still resonate. There's a reason why the messages still resonate now. Whether the person was Robert Frost in the 1800s, late 1800s, or if it was Shakespeare in the 1400s, the message still resonates because we are still doing the same things, right? And so even Proverbs 19 verse 21 says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Oh, I got to say that one again. Many are the plans in a person's heart. But it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Honey, stop fighting that thing that you so desperately want to do because someone once told you that it served no purpose in this world. We didn't need you doing that. We already have. How many bread brands are there in the bread aisle? How many coffee brands that make the same coffee? How many Brazilian coffees we need? There's only one Brazil. How many Colombian coffees we need? There's only one Colombia. How many different ice creams of chocolate flavors do we need? There's only one kind of cocoa bean. My point is, is that none of that, and they're all owned by like the same three people at that. So they create this idea that there is competition out here and there's not. There's literally three people doing this doing one thing and they're tricking us into believing that there's hundreds of them. There's not. It's only one of you and one of me. We need everything that you can give us. Your smarts, your creativity, your intelligence, the way that you look at the world, we need that. That unique take on how you speak, on how you discover things, on how you picture things. God created you just like that for a reason. It didn't matter if you were gay, blind, half deaf, mute. You don't like to talk to people. You get nervous when you... That don't matter. Those are just things that other people told you. You can still have a purpose in the world, even if the world has told you you don't have one. Because you still, every human has a reason. And the thing is, is a lot of times we think our reason is supposed to serve us first. And that's where we get it wrong. Many times our reason serves others first before they, sometimes we never even get served in the process, you know? Right? There's some there's some people, let's say like Harriet Tubman, for example. Let's just say Harriet Tubman herself never was able to be be free. Let's just say. That would mean that she freed hundreds of enslaved people, but her herself was never able to free. She was never able to free herself. That's possible. That's very possible. For you to work so hard to give your family a better life, but they were the only ones to see the fruits of you working hard. They were the only ones to see this better life that you so dreamed of. That happens to a lot of us. Many of us are living our wild, our ancestors' wildest dreams. 
as a Haitian woman, as a brown woman living in America, I'm a stay-at-home mom. It was illegal until the 1950s for brown women to stay at home. Illegal. We were legally deemed to work for other people. And so when people talk about the white feminist movement, that's what they're talking about. Because when white feminism wanted to work, we were asking, we were begging to stop working because we have always worked. When white feminists were asking for freedom and equality, we were always seen, we were never seen as equal anyways. So who are we trying to be equal to? Remember, sometimes the purpose that you think you're fighting for does not even, does not even help others. I'm pretty sure, maybe, I don't know what Susan B. Anthony was thinking of, but what I do know is that she saw a bunch of brown women fighting for something, and she thought that that was her chance to fight for something, too. And our fights weren't the same. Let's just be honest. Our fights weren't the same. Susan B. Anthony wasn't at our marches. She wasn't rallying up for our people. I'm pretty sure she was a daughters of the of the founding fathers or the, of the confederate or whatever they call themselves. Daughters of the independent state. <laughs> whatever those daughters are. Whoever the hell they are, too. But my point is that a lot of times we're fighting the very thing that God has implanted in us in our lives from the beginning. And I have to say this. When as parents, I'm speaking to you guys, if you, if you are in charge of children, whether you are a caretaker, a parent, a teacher, an educator, an auntie, whatever, you have to be sure that you are not dimming the light of your child's purpose by being ignorant, by being hateful because you didn't have the chance to do the things that your child can do now. Let it go. You're an adult. You have the ability to do those things. Your child does not. Allow your child to be children. Because when that time is up for them, it's up. They won't have the excuse that they're kids and they don't know any better. Because now the world would expect them to know better. Allow for your kids to make the mistakes that you did, but actually learn from them. Be by their side. And accept them at every single thing that they want to do. Every single thing. My sister told my mom she wanted to become an assassin. Okay. I'm pretty sure my mom didn't know what the hell that was. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> she probably just heard assassinai. I don't know. She's probably like, oh, okay. Cool. Well, maybe she did. But... You won't believe the conversation my mom had with my sister. It wasn't harsh. It wasn't disrespectful. It wasn't disheartening. My mom said, so what do you think you'll need to do to become an assassin? And my sister laid out a plan for her. Oh, I think I'll have to become a ninja. I might have to join the FBI and the CIA and get some training, maybe even the military. She was very, very into this idea of being an assassin. <laughs> But my point is, is that sometimes we have to allow our kids to search their hearts for what their purpose could be, even when those first few ideas can sound foolish. 
But through those first few ideas, you your kids end up finding what they could want. But God forbid my mom had trumped my sister's first idea. Would my sister have wanted to to own her own cosmetics line right now? No. Why would she? Every single thing my mom, she's ever told my mom she wanted to do, my mom shot it down. Why would she want to be something that she has never seen be done herself? A Haitian cosmetics line. Or, you know, you know, or if she wanted to be a salsa dance, you know, like this. We have to understand the impact that we have on our children. We know what it's like for our parents to shut our, our dreams down, for our parents to diminish our light. We cannot allow for the same things to happen to our children. When you know better, you do better, and the excuses are done. Love on your damn kids. Be gentle with them, but firm. Because you can be both. Because some of y'all be dense. You don't have to beat your kids for them to understand the rules of the world. Because let's be honest. Who's making up these rules? You want your kids to follow all of these rules so blindly, forgetting that these rules weren't even made for people like us. And even when these rules were made, they called us three-fifths of a freaking human. Y'all forget that? When they said we the people, we weren't the people then. We were animals. We weren't even in the we that they were talking about. So let your kids be free. Let your kids be free. Let your kids discover the world in a way that they should. Because the world is changing. The world that you experience is not the same one. So the same way that you want your kids to learn from you, you need to learn from your children. Our children are here to teach us something, whether it's to slow down, whether it's to look up, look around, look inside, whether it's to have more control, have more happiness, have more freedom, be more relaxed, whatever it is. But we need to do better in listening to our kids. And we need to do better in listening to our hearts and listening to God. Because there is so much greatness in this world if we actually decide to take it and to listen to the purpose that God has set out for us. And so I definitely want to leave you guys off on my last, last, last Bible verse, which is my sister's favorite Bible verse, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. I pray that you all have such a beautiful rest of your day, wherever you are in this world, and that you heard today's message and today's episode, and understand that your purpose is more than just serving you. It's to serve others as well. Let me know what you think your purpose is. Share with, with me on my Instagram or in my email. You guys... Let's hear your stories. Share your stories with us. We would love to hear about it and also talk about it on our episode on an episode on Radiant Roots. My name is Melissa and it was such a pleasure talking to you guys today. I hope you guys find love within yourselves and find love within others and have a wonderful day. Love yourselves and love one another and always 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 be kind to one another, please.
I will see you next time.